number one live show in the world, West Coast Potluck Podcast. Coming to you from Big Studios in Compton, California, featuring radio personality Super Steve Flores, comedian extraordinaire, that dude Johnny C, and Mr. I'll Do Anything for a Buck, Mario 81. So throw your dubs in the air and let's get ready to pop up. Podcast. It's the West on Coast Earth. Pop Lock Podcast. That's us. Coming to you live from Pig Studios in a secret location. You never know! Unless you're invited. Yeah, <laughs> you invited you already and shit. Uh, what number are we on? 75. God. 75. Damn. It's a lot of episodes, man. Isn't Three like, quarters of it, 100. You know, Hector called me up today and he's like, hey man, when's the 100? I want to come down and grill and hang out. Hector, the mechanic guy, yeah, was yeah. With the, yeah, he's like, I'm, I'm like, hey, boy, for sure, we'll let you know. 25 yeah. weeks. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, hey, but, guys, I think it's starting uh, time to start planning now soon. Is, yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, but se- in exactly 25 weeks from right now. Yeah, so 75, man. Damn. Isn't that always special? If there's certain times or your, like, numbers, right? Fives like, and zeros. Is that how it goes? You know what I mean? So 75. Five, but, uh, but not all fives and zeros because not 105. Yeah. Like, no one gives a fuck about 105, but. But, you know, especially going up to the first hundred, for sure, 25, 50, 75, 100. Think so? Okay. You I like that. I mean, yeah, in yeah, quarters and yeah. in increments. Quarters. Sure. That's how we that's how Quarterly. We so today we have a special guest, a guy that I've known for a while. I actually met him through K-Rock. Like we met surprise. Surprise. <laughs> surprise. 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 What? But uh, he hit me up one time. And he's like, hey, what's up, dude? You know, he and it's funny because we'll get into this, but uh, he's we've talked about like just Latinos in the industry and how that works. How the entertainment not, industry. Yeah. And like, you know, we, we're, we're lacking that like camaraderie, man. Sure. So. Yeah. He hit me up, and I just like Mario hit me up. I, I'm not a person that's like, fuck, who the fuck is this? Why, you know, nah, dude. Yeah. Mario's like, hey, come to my thing. And I was like, fuck it. I don't care where it's at. I, I don't care to, how big I, it is. I, I don't care. Yeah, he actually came. I, I, when I reached out to Steve, I really thought I was going to hear a no. And he said, yes. I'm like, holy shit, I'm going to make this happen. Nothing. So I was like, you know, hell yeah, dude. Um, I just, you know, why say no, dude? Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, fuck that. I'm not, I'm not a no kind of guy. But anyways, Mike G, he's my boy. He's been in commercials. He's been in, on, oh, fuck, dude, TV shows. He has his own cigars. He has a, a cigar lounge in downtown LA. Yep, we're opening up in a couple of weeks. Opening House up in a couple of weeks. Hotel, the yeah. firm. The firm. Yeah, and uh, he he coined. Uh, <laughs> That's nice. That's nice. Real nice. There you go. He always, always, he's always plugging that. So pretty dope. So everybody, Mike G. Mike G. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks Thank for having me, guys. Out. Absolutely. Hell yeah, man. So, okay, uh, let's get into some of the like acting stuff. So what have you been in, man? Whoo! Probably uh, most memorable. Uh, most people remember Crank with Jason Statham. Okay, sure. They had me uh, running down there at the time. Um, I was doing casting. I was bringing all the. Uh, Cholos to Hollywood back in like oh five oh six when we were like the new bad guys. Yeah, you know we no longer look like uh, Lou Diamond Phillips and standing to deliver with, <laughs> with the hairnets and shit. They wanted the bald headed Cholos <laughs> and the white t shirts and shit. So uh, I brought a lot of the guys for that scene, the warehouse scene, and uh, yeah, they Jason Statham beats me up and throws my hand in the sewing machine. So 
<laughs> I remember you having us, not only myself, but you had, uh, I think you went and took photos. Did I invite you to that? He had a casting call, and you had guys like, I'm talking, you you did, um, shit, what was it? You had uh, guys that came in with pit bulls. You had guys uh, with cholo bikes sure. and little lowrider bikes. Yeah. You had chicks. You had dudes. Hey, more tattoos, the better. Uh, I don't know if I told you nah. about it or, or you did. I, pro- yeah. I probably was gone. But, yeah, I remember you telling me, like, hey, just come down, bro. And we went, and it was at this uh, building in downtown, somewhere in downtown. I can't, I can't yeah, recall. I used to have an office over there yeah. on Hollywood Boulevard, yeah. And we went in, and then, <laughs> I just went, there was, like, man, there was a gang of cholos up in there, bro. <laughs> Cholas and pit bulls and everything. I was like, damn, homie. So you had your uh, you had your finger on the pulse. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I started off, you know, um, coming down here, you know, going to auditions and stuff. Mm-hmm. I didn't know the uh, the culture. That sure. you go there, I'm like, I'm an actor, and I act. And I always saw it as, like, a business. So when I rolled in there, my first audition, I was like, hey, the script has uh, background guys. Yeah, it needs, uh, I see a car, I see some dogs. So they'd, I'd tell them, like, I got some buddies. They'd be like, oh, really, you got pictures? So then I started carrying, like, a picture book with me, and I had this photo album. And I would bring all the girls. I would bring all the guys. I'd bring pit bulls. I had roosters. I had parrots. I had grandmas. I had ice cream trucks. Dude, that's I had, such a good hustle. I mean, we got music and clothing. So it turned into, like, now what I'm doing is, like, producing small projects and stuff. But, yeah, back then I just thought it was casting. So one of our casting calls. That's such Steve a good came idea, down. He just had too. everybody just lock it down, you know? Because I've done... I've done background. I've done all that. And they get it wrong so much. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because like, yeah. they, they'll have me come down and like with the, with the cholos. Or, or it'll be like a black guy, me, and a cholo. And I'm like, this is not right. This is not how it would be. Bro, you know? at, like, <laughs> at, least you fit, at least you fit in a little bit. I you mean, know, yeah, the first yeah, job yeah. I ever did, uh, it was a cop show called 10-8. And I were going there and they got... Two trollos come walking in, and I see him with a slick back hair, you know, Ed, you know, Edward James almost back in the 70s style, and they take the sunglasses off, and they're two Asian dudes. <laughs> but they were tan, so they just, they made them wear the glasses for the scene. Damn. I was like, whoa, you're telling me in Southern California. You can't find no Mexican There's dudes? Chicanos on every corner. You can't get a couple random dudes. So, you know, that's why, that's what started, and I saw the, the you know, definite need for it. Absolutely. So. Hell yeah. It's still there, but I can't even imagine what it was like when you started and started making it happen. There was hardly no one. There was like literally one company out there doing it, and they made a bunch of noise doing big things. Things, but no one else was doing it at the time. Nobody. Such a good idea yeah. to see it. <laughs> yeah, I, remember, I, I remember the first thing I saw you in, or, or that you had to, that we had talked about, was the uh, Best Buy commercial. Wasn't there a Best Buy commercial? You were in the back of a '64. No, that was uh, it was it was, best, it was uh, Panasonic. Panasonic. Yeah. Okay. I don't know why I thought Best Buy, but Panasonic. Yeah. Panasonic gets sold to Best Buy. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that's not a far fetch. You know, that's one of the, that was one of the funny auditions too, because I went in there with my books and everything, and I was like, "Oh shit, national commercial!" I go in there and I'm showing the guy the books, and different cars, and this and that, and the guy's like in the back from Panasonic. He's like, uh, "How much for the car?" I go, well, you know, if I get picked, then, you know, I'll bring the car for free. Just, you know, shoot the guy 100 bucks. I got you guys. Don't worry about it. No, 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 no. Like, if we don't pick you if we just want the car. And it's like total deadpan. I looked at him. I go, nothing. I goes, what, what do you mean? If you don't pick me, you don't get the car. Like, I come with the car. And he thought, like, he was going to buy me. Like, he goes, no, no, for real. Like, no, we want the car. Like, what? Like, 1000 No. 
And I left. I thought for sure I didn't get that shit. No, they picked me. Man. Casting director said, no, nah, they liked how you acted. They wanted you for the part because of that. <laughs> yeah. We saw you were scared. We were scared, bro. In most situations, though, it's be- like it's better to go with. Go with who you are. You know, yeah, go with yeah. who you are, not who, who you hope they think you are, you know, who they want you to be. Fuck that. Go well, low key, I wasn't hard. I was just sort of like hurt. Like, yeah. What do like, you mean? No, you don't right. want to pick me? Well, fuck you. <laughs> you you only want my toys. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was like, nah. Like, or or were you going to be combo? It's like, were you going to beat us up? It's like, no, I was going to leave here and cry. I yeah, was going to beat you up. Run home and just throw my face in a pillow and just cry. The stupid lowrider cars are more famous than me. Or like you said, bro, you go with the combo with something else that they need. Sure. Because you know what the guy told me? Hey, fuck it. What do you mean? We were going to get a car for free. Right. Fuck you. Right. You, just car, fucked, you just yeah. fucked it up. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking jerk. Well, I remember one day we did a, it was a national commercial Super Bowl commercial for a full throttle energy drink. And they gave me a heads up on it. They gave me a two hour block to bring my people. And I'm like, dude, I told everybody, look, whoever gets this commercial, I take in 10% because it's like going to be big money. Man, I had that place looking like. Like a damn car show. We had people like bringing in their lowrider cars on flatbeds. We had like a line out the door, like we were giving away free milk and cheese. Like it was just crazy. And for two, like three hours, we were there with everybody. And we had all, we had different neighborhoods. We had every all the homies were there and stuff. Um, at the very end of it, when everybody was done, the guy's like, "Hey, did you audition yet?" And I'm like, "No, I haven't." And he goes, "Oh, well, well come here. Let's get your picture real quick." And the guy goes, are you Mike G? He goes, yeah. You're the one that brought everyone here? He goes, yeah. Well, well, shit, we want you then. I go, what do you mean? No, we want you. If you're the guy, we want you. That was like my audition, I guess. They yeah. just they gave it out to me. So as I'm walking out, I came with like five other guys and other guys hanging around. It's like, hey, when do we find out who gets the part? Ooh. <laughs> They'll let you know, guys. They'll call you in a couple of days. <laughs> like, you guys just wait here until someone comes get like, to Thanks, you. everybody. Bye. <laughs> wow. Oh, <yeah. laughs> by, by the way, I, we got you on camera. It looks like you're doing, like, a science project as you're, like, telling us about the story. And I'm just like, what is going on over there? Oh, I'm just lighting my cigar. I got into, uh, when I first moved down here, 2003, Cinco de Mayo. My cousin celebrated with me with cigars. I'd never smoked a cigar before. And uh, sort of became a passion. And as of three years ago, I started my own cigar line. So I met I met uh, a couple of the farmers down in Nicaragua and came out with my own blend. It's a Mike G Super Connecticut because there's other Connecticut's out there. But this one is my own uh, special blend. And, uh, you know, it's not too harsh. I don't know if you guys smoke cigars. You want to try one? Let's try one. Hey, only, he brings cigars, right? Yeah, yeah. Only cigars. <laughs> I only bring cigars, my boy. Yeah. No, you know what? When you first got them, uh, it was during the pandemic, I ordered some. Yeah. And yeah. then I went out to Glamis with some of my boys right here from Amigos, and they were like, oh, let me try one of those cigars. And ever since then, man, like they're like, oh, what can I get those? And I think at the uh, when I told them at the time, you were still, uh, you were going to get your next batch or whatever. Yeah. So you were in between them because it, it's been pretty hard to get stuff right Man, now. Man, yeah, and the pandemic slowed everything down. I was supposed to go down there to come up with different blends, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, with everything and the travel and all that, just sort of put a hold on stuff. Even <laughs> even my bar, um, we were supposed to open up before the pandemic, mm-hmm. and we're just sure. now barely getting open right now. Holy so. shit. Like when your momentum gets stopped, it's so hard to build up, like... Cause I do stand up and like do it like and it 
were grinding to a halt, I, it feels like it was so hard to get up and like, God damn, let's get moving. I can't <laughs> even does, imagine man. trying to open up a business. You know, oh, where man. Like, See, and I have partners helping, and even then it's just one thing after another. But after, when everything yeah. stops, you know, yeah. it's like, fuck. I like getting this back up and going again is going to be fucking impossible. <laughs> Here's so my congratu- question. So congratulations. Thank you. you hell, know, yeah, like, hell yeah. Here's my question, bro. Like, so what is the key to like a beginner smoker? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm a beginner. Yeah. So like. You know what? I, I remember uh, watching some of your stuff, and you're like, "Hey, you know what? I fucking somebody was like, oh, how about these flavored ones?'" You're like, "Those are garbage." Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you, you're yeah, honest yeah, though. That's yeah, good. Like, yeah, I don't yeah. want to buy something that's garbage. Yeah. And people be like, "Oh, hey, my G, what if you, what about these?" Because I know you were doing some clips and stuff, and you're like, "Yeah, yeah, those flavored ones with the raspberry bullshit mask, you know, bullshit." Like, nah, 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 don't get that. I take shit. an insult to it, but no, I mean, sure. realistically, you know, um, working in cigar lounge. You know, I, I may not smoke it myself, but I have. And I know the flavors. I know them well um, because it's a bridge. A lot of people coming in that are hookah smokers or vape smokers. And the whole point is like, you know, the gospel of cigars. You want people to smoke with, you can talk to. But it's not a big thing where you can't even market cigars. It's, it's like, you know, so it's either sure. your friend or buddy. So when somebody does bring somebody new you know, I don't really shit on them like, oh, this guy's smoking vanilla cigar, ha <laughs> chick. Pussy. Yeah, yeah, no, it's uh, that's the starting point, yeah. you know, and it's like, uh, it's like, you know, you, you get them over the bridge because, you know, at first, like, we'd have like one guy come in with five of his buddies and, you know, they're fruit punch vapes and all this. So you can't really compete. So I was like, well, we got these grape cigars. Real sweet. Like, if I was trying to get a five-year-old to smoke, that's what I'd give. (laughs) Not that I am, but, you know, they'd smoke that with their buddies. They feel cool. They smoke half of it and whatever. Well, they come back the next weekend. They come back pretty soon a month goes by. They realize, hey, we're the only assholes smoking grape cigars. (laughs) So, naturally, I don't got to say anything. I don't got to say anything, but they know it. it. it They they can tell. so funny. So then they're like, hey, can we get something lighter? So, like, you know, like a Connecticut or something light. You know, they start with a smaller one, smoke that. And, like, you know, my buddy was the same way. And now he's, like, buying Cubans and he has a humidor and he's, like, all into it now. But, you know, everybody has a starting point, you know. So that's why, you know, I may shit on them sometimes. But realistically, they do have a role in that cigar world. God, damn, that's such a good way to look at it. It's a gateway. Well, I mean, especially especially now as a a business owner, a producer of cigars, of course you want more people smoking cigars. Like, get at it. Like, why would I want to shut... Yeah. People that could buy my cigars out of this world. You know? Yeah, that's why, like, my, my rule, number one rule with cigars is smoke what you enjoy. Sure, absolutely. Some people smoke $5 sticks. Some people smoke $100 sticks. Some people want flavor. So if you're in, the whole point of the cigar is to enjoy it. I've seen too many guys, like what I call cigar nerds. They're like, look at my limited edition unicorn, you know, 1985 cigar that was blended by this guy that's no longer alive. And they got this whole backstory. And I see him smoking it, and they're choking it down. They're not enjoying it. They're really not. So it's just you're defeating the whole purpose, you know. It's just to sit back, relax, relax with, like, twice, double relax, you know, and talk to your boys or maybe just want quiet and just think. So, you know, if you're not enjoying it, it's defeating the whole purpose, you know. Is there a proper way to, like, cut it? I know that there's many different – there's the V cut. There's the straight cut. There's, I saw oh, you shit. right now. Look, you know way more than I do. Well, the thing was that I, I follow him as a friend. <laughs> and then so I, you know, when I, I'm watching, because some of his stuff is pretty funny as well. So he put some humor within sure. his videos. And so, you know, I, I don't know if I was just, 
you know, it's pandemic time, bro. Sure. You're trying to do whatever the fuck just to do <laughs> shit. So I was like, hey, let me just, I was starting to dive into it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah. I didn't go all the way. I did get a V cutter. Yeah. Because you I had said that, at yeah. the time, you're like, hey, get the V cut. That's the better hit or whatever. It's like, a, it looks like a Pac-Man mouth when you cut it. Sure. It cuts a V into yeah. your cigar. And then he's like, get get a, a, a certain, you know, lighter that, you know, can can uh, burn evenly across. Because you yeah, don't want just you don't the center. Run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You so, roast it so it just burns. Because, like, you know, half the cigar is flavor, but the other half is the smell. So that's why you want to enjoy the two. And it's not, unlike a cigarette where, like, you know, you got guys like, dude, I need a, I need a smoke. And they just down the cigarette and they're done with it. Um you never hear anybody saying, oh, man, I really need a cigar. No, because yeah. that's like 45 minutes to an hour. And they're not really like, oh, I really need one addicting. It's just, no, when well, I, hear I got guys the talk about one. it. They're like, you know what I want to do tonight? Yeah. Like, let's fucking smoke a cigar tonight. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how yeah. it's talked about. Like, you know, you want to smoke a cigar and have some scotch tonight? It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've got an hour to kill. Like, let's. let's is there alcohols that. that you don't mix with cigars? Like tequilas? Or, I mean, is there something I mean, that you don't want to. I mean, for the most part, it's, you can, uh, my friend, um, Anna, she's a cigar sommelier. She's really good at pairing, pairing stuff up together. And, uh, you know, she pairs stuff with like champagne, coffee, you know, orange juice, you know, tequila. You can, there's always a, there's a cigar for every alcohol out there. So, unless it comes in a plastic jug, you know. <laughs> <laughs> or a box. <laughs> All right, so I'm a super newbie. You got to explain to me as as this Connecticut and obviously the super Connecticut of your brand. Uh, I mean, as I'm smelling this, sure. what what am I smelling? What should I be smelling? What should I be kind of looking for as far as these aromas and, and these smells that are coming off of these cigars? So with my cigar in particular, you're going to get a nice nutty, creamy uh smell to it and if you cut it let me uh, prep it for you i got the cutter so right show there. us what what do we do when we get one of these things so you can you know there's cutters that cut a wedge in it there's a straight cut that will cut the top off um they make a little round cylinders that are like a punch it does like a perfectly circle i use these little knives they're great they just whack the top off and i sort of use it like a paring knife and that way you get you don't take a cut out a lot of the cigar off hmm do you find most so people... So you're barely taking... So you're barely You're just literally, like, scalping it. Sure. And then with this, if you, you... What I like to do is you take a draw from the cigar, like like it's lit, and that's where you get the actual real taste of what the blend is. Because I used to read articles like, it has dark fruit in it, or it has, you know, pepper, it has this... But when you taste it that way, you can actually... Oh, I see what they're saying. Floral, you know. Uh, so... And then when you light it... You don't inhale. It's not weed. It's not a cigarette. It's just for your mouth, almost like when you're uh, drinking soda from a straw. You have it in your mouth, and then you swallow. This, you just spit it out like wine tasting. All right, we got the, uh, from the Dungeon Podcast. Are yeah. Cuban cigars still the best cigars in the world? They, I mean, it's all, I mean, best is depends it's on your palate. But I will say yes, if you can get a real Cuban um, they're great. Like when when I get ones like from some of my friends, I love them. I mean, they're real smooth. Um, they're very uh, strong in taste. Um, but you know, Cuba only can supply thirty percent of the world supply. Sure, uh, Cuba is also the number one manufacturer of fake. Cuban cigars. <laughs> what? And How we, is it a fake if it comes uh, from Cuba? It isn't. They get them from other countries. They, it's just so it's 
the market on it, I mean, 90% of the times if one of your friends says, hey, I got a Cuban, it's not a Cuban. Um, and, and sometimes even if it is, I mean, you can have tobacco that's aged, but you still got to roll it and blend it, and it still needs to sit. And sometimes it's still a little green. You get that ammonia flavor. It just hasn't rested long enough. So it's very rare to find a great Cuban unless you got to connect. But as most people, most people don't have the connect because of the embargo. And there's a lot. There's big money in fake shit. Yeah. So that's why it's a, it's a, you know that's why usually I stay away from them personally unless it's somebody I know that knows their shit because I don't want to spend sixty dollars on something fake. And then if you haven't smoked that type of Cuban before, how do you know what it's how supposed you know? to taste yeah, like? No so idea. then it could be like it could be a good it could be a Dominican which is still great tobacco like oh it's pretty good but doesn't mean it's Cuban. Absolutely. So it's just you know I, I love Nicaraguan I love Honduras tobacco um, you know my stuff has. Um, it's a Connecticut shade broadleaf, so they did it here in the states. But the binder that wraps the tobacco, the filler, um, is Ecuadorian, and then it's Nicaraguan Dominican filler. So I have four types of tobacco in here, and the wrappers age for five years, and the filler and the binders age for three years, and then they roll it, and it's been sitting for about six months before they ship it down to me. So, do you at this point when you were kind of picking, are you saying like, hey, I want this age for so long, or I'm looking for that kind of flavor? Like, have you actually well, tried the, it? The longer, yeah, like we went back and forth, like, but it took about a year, year and a half to get it to where it is right now. No shit. Wow. And just going back and forth with uh, different wrappers, different fillers, and then the ages and stuff. So the longer the tobacco's age, the smoother it is, but not necessarily depends on the leaf, depends on the soil, depends on the seeds. So there's. I mean, there's millions of different type of combinations you can get with this, I mean, with cigars. So, you know, you, just like even rolling cigars, I had a buddy show me how to roll them. And I can roll them, but you can learn like in a couple of weeks, but it'll take you a lifetime to master that. Sure. Shit. So right. it's just, yeah, it's it's like wine or like anything. I mean, there's just so much into it that it really is an art form. So. So now that it's barely uh, uh, edged off, ready to go, is there a certain way I should be lighting this? Yeah, you see you dudes want... in movies like chew the edge off and spit it out. <laughs> like it's, you know what I mean? It's, they're not. I mean, you you can do that. I mean, they were originally made to do that. Like I've seen some of the guys in Vegas when I go to the show, the cigar manufacturers. They yeah, just, they bite nah, the tip and spit it out. Nah. You yeah, know? Um, that's why they cap them, but. It looks sloppy. It looks like of a dog course. bigger, yeah, so yeah, I like I thought, my stuff yeah. clean. <laughs> it's it's the 20th century, guys. It's, it's that the future. Was like, it's with like future. a laser, like, zzz, yeah. you know, like, ah, yeah. like, that was way better. Or my favorite is golfers that just keep it in their mouth all game. So like sure. by the 18th hole, it's just a sloppy. Like, ah. Uh, yeah, so. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Yeah, no, nah, I've seen the same thing, man. I see, like, the movies like, you know, Sylvester Stallone or Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> they bite, and then they go kick someone's ass, you know, like 80 people at one time. <laughs> yeah. Or blow people's heads off with the fucking... Dude from the E-Team. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. What was his name? Um, Mr. T. No, 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 no. Mr. T. Oh, yeah, Hannibal. That, that, Hannibal. No. Yeah, yeah, Hannibal. Yeah. Yeah. Hannibal was the leader. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he's the one that smoked the cigars. Rockus, and then Face... Yep. And Murdoch. Yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's the A team. So does it, does it matter what kind of lighter we use then? Yeah, you want here. You want to use a butane of a higher quality. That way, it doesn't taste like lighter, lighter fluid. fluid. Yeah, and when you light it, you just want the tip of it to touch as you just as you roast tip, it bro. evenly. Just the tip, and, just, yeah. and evenly roasted, like a marshmallow, bro. More than that. Here, well, hold on, hold on. I'm, I'm, I, I gotta train oh, myself sorry, not sorry. to inhale. Yeah, like yeah. it's been a while since. Uh... Here, here, I'll show you real quick. Oh, okay. yeah. 
I get you. Yeah, let, let him do it. And yeah, my bad. Well, it I'm off. not a fucking professional. So you're gonna get the flame going. You just want to get the tip. Get I like game that game too. Just a tip. Just a tip. tip game. There you go. And you get it to where you see the little embers starts turning red evenly. I do this because normally this one you blow, but you don't want to put your mouth on another dude's cigar. So yeah, it's rude. It's <laughs> that's countries. a good rule right there, bro. <laughs> Talk about the best rule of the fucking. Other thing is too game. is I was uh, people asked to borrow my cutter and they lick it and then they cut it. I'm like, really? <laughs> oh, they lick the cigar and then they yeah, cut. Ah, and then they use your cutter. I'm like, bro. <laughs> oh man. Go and do that, and then take a draw while you're lighting the tip, and you'll see the flame flame up, and that's how you know it's done. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Well, how I did you know that. that flame would come? How yeah, does that That's come? how you know it's lit. <laughs> so now we got this lit, and obviously for smokers who smoke cigarettes, you inhale. Everyone who smokes weed, inhale. But this, you sit this in, you, you lose the aroma mouth. in your mouth like it's a good wine. Taste. Yes. Especially if you have some scotch, some whiskey. Um, I like these in the morning with coffee. And it's that aftertaste. You take a drink, you take a puff, and that aftertaste after both, that's what you're looking for with the aroma from it. It's just uh, something very calming about it, relaxing. It's like like making, all the shit you go through like takes out, you out of it. It's like making out with the girl after she fucking <laughs> smoking and drinking. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> that taste for you, it's the best. Like, oh, my God. He's on the... Oh, <laughs> that taste. Oh, my God. Man, I don't know about that one, boy. I'm just saying I understand this. But you want, like, a taste that's in your body. Yeah, yeah, I get it. That when you're kissing your girlfriend, she's yeah. drunk, and she's oh, <laughs> been smoking all night. Yeah. yeah. That, yeah oh you know, you're getting God. some. You can taste it on our lips. Yeah, dude. I know what that I know what that tastes like. <laughs> I'm glad I've never had a girl that smoke, bro. Now, that's the only good part. <laughs> that's the only good part is tasting whiskey and cigarettes on fucking some on your drunk girlfriend. Like, oh, smoke she pokes. We're, we about got, to, we're about to do this. We got whiskey jam. I know there's a handful of drinks in the bar world where they'll bring it to you encased in smoke so that it has that aroma sure. and taste to it. And oh, I know yeah. if you are if you like the barbecue and you can't afford, like, an actual smoker, there's little pellets that you can put on your grill to get that aroma. So I get the I get the taste and, yeah. and the, you know. Well, Whiskey Jim says in the chat, hey, uh, Mike G, Super Connecticut, super good, super smooth. All the time. <laughs> That's my tagline. Yeah. <laughs> so it's unofficial. We'd be, we'd be places and somebody's like, hey, what do you recommend for a cigar? We try to make G Super Connecticut. Super smooth, super good all the time. <laughs> it's gotten to a point now where they would come to me and ask me, like, my opinion on stuff. But once you start selling them, this is always number one. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. Of We're the course. number one live podcast <laughs> on earth. Yeah. You, if yours isn't number one, you're doing something wrong. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, like in your mind, if your shit ain't number yeah. one, uh, I'm proud on, of bro. it, man. So yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> it took Fuck you a year yeah. and a half uh, just to come up with what you wanted it to be, right? You know, and now that it's here, you're gonna be like, "Well, hey, have one of those sticks, not mine." Hell <laughs> <laughs> no! That's why I get offended sometimes. I'll be in the lounge, and I, you know, my friends will be working there, and they'll be like, uh, "Can you recommend a stick?" Well, how's this one? This one? They throw about eight different. I'm like, you, you know, know what? I like? They're like, "What's wrong?" And I'm like, "Thought we were friends." Well, what yeah. do you mean? I mean, 
my cigar didn't even come up once. Yeah. <laughs> Without even in the conversation, you want to bring it up? Nothing. I mean, you couldn't even throw, I mean, you threw eight out there. My couldn't God, be one of the eight. Yeah. I'm not asking to be <laughs> first. Didn't even make it not to ninth place. Yeah, I'm just asking to be in the fucking conversation, man. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I think I inhaled a little yeah, too much right there, bro. <clears throat> hey, so how how uh, brutal is the cigar, uh, you know, game? Is, is is there a lot of competition? Is there? I mean, there's like everything. There is competition, but I would say the hardest thing right now, especially here in California, is the taxes, the legislation, the rules. They, um, you know, for an industry that was the backbone of America, that got us, you know, enough money to fight the Brits. That, you know, that really pushed us forward i mean sort of they sort of california shits all over it i mean our tax is 65 almost a little bit under 65 percent so whatever i pay from the manufacturers down in nicaragua freight import tax then you pay state tax they're gonna get you with that cigar tobacco tax and for california it's oh, it's like 64.35 percent 65 percent basically what Jesus is it everywhere else I mean, some places have tax like a dollar a stick or like it's a lot lower, but we're like, I think one, if not the highest in the, in the, in, in the U.S. I mean, is it worth it or you're just doing it because you love it? I mean, it is a passion. I love it. But if you can't make money at it, then then it's just a hobby. So, yeah, it is. You got to there is money in it if you're successful. Got it. And you can uh, get it in enough stores and stuff. I mean, my online stuff has been great. So, I mean, we just keep going on and on. I've sold uh 10,000 sticks you know so far um that oh, we started so i mean yeah. we keep going and that's just through instagram where you can't even really promote tobacco at all sure so i mean i can't say hey buy my cigar i do anyway in the stories but you can't do posts you can't because somebody reports you so no it's shit. a lot of uh you know it's and then to even uh to even have a lounge to sell it you can't have to have alcohol you have to have food but you can't have smoke around food. And alcohol is such a big thing with the cigar world that how do you not have a that, pathway to have a lounge that also has alcohol? I had no idea you couldn't do that. And if we don't, if we don't do something about that as an industry, within the next 10 years, it's almost going to be the lounges are going to be like, like record stores. Sure. They exist <laughs> – Sometimes in older towns or, you know, affluent places where Ones people that still have been there that, for a long time. But it's yeah. not going to be like it is now. And it's just it's one of those sad things that you just see that decline because, um, you know, a lot of it doesn't. Of even course, have, you should be able to drink and have a cigar. I mean, you look at you look at any of the other of industries. Course. The biggest problem is like uh, there's a company that was doing like that Cookie Monster, you know, pop culture type stuff, whether, you know, Transformers, whatever. And the biggest complaint was, like, you're trying to market these to kids. You're going to get confused. And I find that funny. May or may not be true, but nobody said anything about the marijuana industry. I mean, they literally have. They call their weed Big Bird. I mean, you go there, they literally have candy. Yeah. Yeah. But the big difference is, and not that I'm coming down to that industry because that industry barely just now started going, is that a lot of it is lobbyists. Sure. You look at the Republicans, where do they get their money? Oil, natural gas, guns, tobacco. The left side, green energy, electric cars, solar panels, marijuana. That's where they're. So whenever one side gets in power, or one side's fighting, they try to chop them off by the knees by cutting, going after their their wallet. So they whatever is giving the money, they go after legislations to cut that shit. 
And we don't have a lobbyist that's helping us out here. It's still just you got big companies not doing anything for the industry that have the money that still don't. So it's just, uh, yeah, it's just that's where we're and at with the whole situation. Th- and with weed taking off the way it has, you would think alcohol, the alcohol companies would be trying to find a way to more stuff. You know, we need to. How are we going to fucking stay around? Yeah. How are we? Gonna, and the way you do that is teaming up with cigars, you know, and opening up places like that. And that's how you you take two things and you combine them. You know? we see like, a lot of these places, like like when you look at like Philip Morris and these bigger companies that that are doing tobacco, they're set up to when the federal government lets it go to weed. They'll go plant the seeds tomorrow. Oh, sure. That's why it's taken so long. They've been yeah. waiting for all these dudes to get ready to be able to take it over. So like, they don't really care if one goes at the other. Like, you know, I my buddy's a lobbyist, and um, he was doing something for natural gas, and they were, like, trying to cut it here in California. They wanted everything electric, get, do away with natural gas. And they had lost something, some legislation, and he was like, dude, I'm sorry. You know, we couldn't come through. We didn't pass this for you. And they're like, because you guys don't care. And goes, no, we're equally invested in electric. Damn. So when you're a big boy, you you sure. don't. It doesn't matter what side you go, A or B. I'm selling both products. It hurts the workers. Yeah. Because the workers that are working for natural gas, they're the ones that lose out. They're the ones that lose out on the jobs. The guys up on top, they're they're cool. They've already you know they they're invested in everything. So. So they're gonna win regardless. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and and now with the war in Russia, it's like. You know what I'm saying? We're biting ourselves in the ass or kicking ourselves in the ass, I should say. Because now it's like we like, we can't even produce our own fucking yeah. energy, you know? Or weed or, I mean, it's starting to come back on us. <laughs> nah, there's a friend of mine who actually, because of all that shit, he buys his gummies uh, through Mexico. But there's something with the plants out there that have been... Uh, shut down, you know, those, yeah. those, those Mexican little gummies with the fucking chamoy and shit. Yeah. And he said that he was going to buy some from Turkey. They have another big plant out there that makes them. But because of the war, you have to pay in advance for all your shit. So not even like I paid some and then get to get it and then pay. No, you have to pay, completely pay. And then you have to, because it takes so long. Yeah. You have to order it before you get it. And then you have to order. So you have to order three orders before you get your first one, just so that it stays consistent. Consistent, and that's he says that's like about almost a million dollars in before yeah. you get your first order. You know, and if and something like, happens to that country, now you're asked out your money, right? Yeah. <laughs> or if they're stuck in the ocean, and you know, yeah. and they, they, you they go to, bad. Yeah. What do you want me to do? It's man? just hard in general for small business to do anything. Yeah. You know, especially here in California, it's just, just so much rules, taxes, legislation. It's just. Trying to come up is hard, you know, so. It's crazy how we don't realize it until we go somewhere else or we have people from other places go like, God damn, you guys pay that much for this and that. Like even gas, I think some of us are just so, fuck, it's part of the deal. You know what I mean? It's fill my tank up. It's fucking six bucks. It's seven bucks. People don't give a shit. But if you go somewhere else and they're crying about four bucks, you're like, four bucks? Yeah, I saw the thing. They They were like, we can't believe gas is up to Four dollars a gallon. I was like, four dollars. I'd fucking <laughs> punch somebody in the face for four dollars yeah. right now. Yeah, it's just crazy. Like you said, I mean, they're always talking about that American dream, man, and, and, and you know, living it. But when they take out, you know, it's already hard to do it as it is. Yeah. But when they put up more roadblocks and more, you know, they you take know. you out right away. So yeah. it's hard to. But and see, it's fun, but let's see. It's like, but I don't. I mean, that is the government. 
but that's big business controlling the government oh, yeah, yeah. to make that make it harder for small businesses so that yeah. these joint giant corporations can, can continue can yeah. continue to get bigger yeah. and swallow well, up. That's everything. why I say the big thing is like you want to make a difference. It's great, you know, voting in the presidential election and all that, but Local. The structures Local. never change. You can make a difference in your neighborhood way faster. It don't take much. That's why Boyle Heights, man. You go over there and Boyle Heights is still Boyle Heights because a bunch of the locals got involved in local politics. That's all it takes. And now they're like, nah. Like all this bullshit. Like, nah. This like, ain't happening here. Ain't happening here. No. And it's because a bunch of locals decided enough was enough and saw what was happening in other places. Yeah. And they're like, we're not going to have that shit here. And now you try to go open some whatever bullshit. Shout out to Alan Pierce. Yeah. No, I mean, I live in East L.A. And it's like you, you saw like a few years ago, you know, I liked to. I used to go down the street and like might have my brother or cousins visit. And I'd be like, hey, see if you can see any of the race on the street. No black guys, no whites, not just all. He's like, whoa, that's weird. And that's right. It's the most heavily dense city of Latinos in all of L.A. But then like a couple of years See some white dudes jogging by. I start seeing some bird scooters on the curb. I'm like, oh no, it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> well, same same in the secret location in Compton. There's a lot of Latinos here, man. Yeah. At first there wasn't, you know, now no. it's just it's packed with But then there was. Now there is. But no, but there was like this is where my mom this is where my mom's at like they lived here in the fifties. Oh then, yeah. You know, Mexicans were here in the and then it all swung and now it's like, you know, that's Cycles, LA, man. man. Yeah, you got to make sure to get your uh, Mike G Super Connecticut, man. I'm telling you, it's a good stick for a beginner, man. Shit. Yeah, this, perf- this blend is perfect. If yeah. you want to get into cigars, you don't want to be, you know, something too strong, this is, this is the way to do it. Man, That's why I made it, it my first. Even if you want to roll your blunts, bro, fuck it. Man, <laughs> Mike G. Roll Mike, shit with Mike G. MikeGCigars.com. Ooh. <laughs> Imagine a blunt this fucking big or some fucking weird shit. Have you? I know you've been in TV shows and, and and movies and stuff. Has your cigar been in any movies? Yes. In fact, we just oh, did an shit. episode of Euphoria, and uh, the cast, everybody's really cool. Um, they had me there as a doorman, and I went up to the director. I was like, "Hey, not necessarily for this episode, but I'm a cigar maker. Give him a pack of cigars. I go if you ever need cigars for the show." Moving forward for any scene, I'll come on down. I'll bring ashtrays, bring whatever you want. I got you covered. And he happened to smoke cigars, and he's like, oh, yeah. You know what? Why don't you smoke one of your cigars in the scene? So as the lady's walking in, it's a second season, episode one. It's just a quick little blurb. But, yeah, you see my cigar band. You see me with my cigars, like, for a commercial. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you have the label facing yeah. the right way. <laughs> well, now they're right here on the number one live podcast on Tuesday Earth. nights. You, you. <laughs> yeah man that's smooth so now what have you played on the big screen or small screen like you've already said you're a doorman cholo number one cholo number two well i've been moving up like we've had uh recently i got to play doorman with a cowboy hat sort of buys it out a little bit um i did a, a one line in ben affleck movie the way back i was a, a i was a dock worker and I did a movie for HBO called, uh, it's a date movie type thing. It's called uh, Off the Menu. Played a mechanic. So I'm like, hey. Leveling I'm up. up. Yeah. yeah. I'm a, yeah. not a rapist. You know, I'm not yeah. a trollo. I'm, but when I first started, that's primarily what it was, yeah. which, which is fine. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, how is it, you know, is it horrible being typecasted? No, I grew up watching like Stallone, Schwarzenegger movies. And 
I always wanted to be an actor as the bad guy. They're the ones that had all the fun with the hot chicks, shooting people and then yeah. dying. You know, that's what I've always wanted to be was that guy. So, you know, in, in my mind, I'm living my dream. I don't feel bad that they're not giving me doctor roles. I mean, it'd be nice to switch it up. Yeah. Sure. And I welcome them. But by no means am I like, oh. They only give me killer number five. You know, I, I'm I'm happy with that. Yeah. <laughs> like that, I'm an actor, and my thought has always been, like, why? There's just plenty of regular ass tattooed people in the world. Like, why does it have to do with it? Why can't I just be the dude next door? Yeah, you know what I mean. And have it to do nothing to do with it because why can't I, you be a dad? Right. I was told straight <laughs> when I was trying to go in, so whatever. And I'm getting tired. And the the casting director used the example of two broke girls. They're like, all right. She was like, all right. Let's say we can't. Well, you're and you're gonna be the dude that Cat Dannings is dating this week. You know, there's just like by the end of that episode, you haven't robbed her, conned her, or somehow fucked her over. It's gonna be like a red herring. They're like, why is it that guy? Like if it was, a, you know, if it wasn't, if if it's not, if something bad wasn't gonna happen to her, like why'd you pick that guy? Why, why that guy? You know, and I was like. Huh? You know, I was like, Damn. "Yeah, I get it." You know, they're like, "You can't, you can't, like, you can't draw that much attention if it's not going to be about that." Yeah. And I was like, "All right, you know," and it's like, "All right, I get it." Yeah. I mean, yeah, for all intents and purposes, that's why you know all the stereotyping because the way they write, you already see what's going to happen in the movie because oh, that guy, he right. always plays the shady guy. Right. That guy always plays the killer, you know. So it's just, you know. But, I mean, you can say the same thing for women. Oh, she's always the hot chick. 100%. 100%. There's, there's like, uh, archetypes. and There's reasons that there yeah. exist, and they don't want to break them. And, they like, everybody fits in their little slots, and, like, yeah. and that's, the way, <laughs> that's the way you go. Unless you make your own stuff. Yeah. And then you can be anything you want to be. But if you want to be in other people's stuff... You're going to fit into these little slots that they've yeah. written, you know. And I'm okay with that. You know, when coming up, that's the biggest thing is just getting where you fit in. Right. So I'm cool with that, you know. So there's only been a few things that I've turned down, but for the most part, I've taken almost everything because it's fun. It's, it's the the uh, make-believe of it, you know. So I'm not literally out in the streets gangbanging. I'm not out, you know, selling drugs or murdering people. So, But that's the fun thing is I get to pretend to do that. So Sure. As far as the rules you turned down, you turned them down because they were too gangster for you, or you turned them down like, <laughs> like hold on, hold on. No, no like, like, like one, too, too like, like one of them was uh, was was a, a PSA for it was that they were doing some anti-gun thing, and I love my guns. You know, I'm a very you know very sure. strong two A guy. You know, and I'm not going to be used in something that's going to be you know politically charged to take rights away from people who want to have guns. You know, I'm not saying you have to get a gun, but if you want one, it shouldn't be an issue. So, you know, so that stuff like that, I won't, I will you know, I'll turn down just because I don't agree with that. Got it. You don't want to be at the range and be like, hey, that's that asshole that fucked your girl. <laughs> Take your guns hey, away. Nice thought, commercial, bro. Oh, yeah, hey, I thought, yeah, for sure. Shit. Fuck that. Yeah, yeah. I remember what happened. You. Fuck you yeah. and your sticks, bro. It's like, no, no, I'm just an actor. It's like, oh yeah. yeah. I oh, mean, but, but but in other times, you know, there's things that I don't have an opinion on. Like, I'm not really a weed smoker. Idaho had called me up to do a PSA to do an anti-weed commercial. So on that hand, it's oh, like God, you know, know. like you know, I don't really smoke weed, but if you're gonna pay me six grand to say, "Hey, weed's dangerous," wow! Well, I mean, All they want to, they want to believe the lie. Yeah. 
Yeah. All of a sudden, the whole table's against me now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Idaho. I thought, you, you guys I ain't going to saw this fucking guy. <laughs> yeah, no one's going to Idaho. <laughs> I'm about to say, apparently, the first thing just wasn't an, enough to to, to, per, to persuade that. To just to come out in a commercial like, hey, I made enough money to go buy new guns. Like, fuck it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you see a lot of the same guys going for the roles? Is there people that you see all the time? Uh, it's, it's the same, like, 30 people. Like, when I first started... You know, you had people like Noel yeah. and, um, you know, from Training Day and Fast yeah. and Furious. And he was the uh, he's the icon. He's the uh, he's the, the stone, the the uh, uh, he's he's the leader of everybody. Right. And so to speak, he was the first one, you know, the guy from Buffy, the vampire. Let me ask and, you this question. I hate to yeah. interrupt. Is he Latino? Uh, yeah, his mom's, I mean, he's half Italian and his mom's like Mexican, so I would okay. say that still counts. No, 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 they say your mom what your mom is, right? Like, yeah, like if I've you're Jewish, that. I think it's like your sure. mom has to be yeah, Jewish for yeah, you to yeah. be Well, well not only Jewish. that, I mean, he's in, he's in California. What do they think he is? How is he treated? Sure. How has he lived his whole life? I mean, I don't know. So, I'm just, I mean, I mean, so I mean, I've heard, you know, yeah, you, you just I, all those stories out there. Yeah. So at that point, I'd say, look, your 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 mom's you're half Mexican and you're being treated 100 percent Mexican. You're yeah. Mexican. Right. You get a pass. I mean, yeah. I got, I got no. Well, no, he's Mexican. About that. Yeah. He's Mexican. <laughs> he is Mexican. Yeah. I was just wondering because that's always been the thing out there, and I know you, you know, yeah. you, you've come across him or maybe worked with him before. Yeah. Um, one movie that sucked though it was that Crash. I think it was right. Crash. Oh man. Well. That was that was well. My deal was like I think I saw it. My 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 deal was with with I'm putting him on blast. No matter because you don't don't even know who I am. But we did a thing with uh, Michael Pena, and um, I remember him on set with my boy and stuff. And we it was a show. It was called American Family. Edward James almost was directing. It was like one of the first times that I was doing background. It was like a really big thing for me because. I'm just a guy getting paid 50 bucks mm-hmm. for like eight hours. And I'm sitting across, I'm across the street. They got me on a payphone and they got four cholos in this little rider car. They stopped the scene. Edward James almost has somebody come running. They call me over. He introduces himself to me. I'm like, oh shit, hey, what's up? That's my first time meeting him. And he looks at me and he goes, uh, we're going to go ahead and upgrade you and put you in the car. They grabbed one of the dudes and I feel bad, so bad. Hell yeah. They pulled him out and they put me in there. So it was my friend at the time. I just met him. His name was Danny Venegas. And um, the front seat was Michael Pena before he was Michael Pena. Yeah. So we have a good time. We do a scene. I grab Michael Pena and, and, I, like, and grab him by the arms. And my, my boy Danny pulls a knife on him and we threaten him. It was like a cool little scene. Um. We're eating lunch, and everyone's talking about, well, what have you done? And Pena's asking, he's like, well, what have you done? Well, my boy Danny's done, like, National McDonald's ads. He's done a bunch of movies. I had just gotten done doing The Tonight Show with Jay Leno. I did, like, three comedy sketches for them. Um, And he goes, oh, but you guys are those trollo actors. And then he turns his back to us and goes back to eating. (laughs) (laughs) And I remember that. I was like, it was so hurtful, like... Dude, and then Dick. seeing his career blow up from them, just like, uh, of course, the Puerto Rican who plays Mexican is blowing right, cool, up. Man, and thanks. and he and, and what's more sour is he wasn't really nobody. He's like a theater actor, and he was just you know with his long hair and Puerto Rican guy from the East Coast type of dude. But he did Crash that put him on the map. And do you remember his role? No, I don't. Shaved headed Latino gangster dad. Remember his daughter jumped in front of the gun to save him? 
He was playing Trollo. <laughs> yeah, he was a Trollo. <laughs> Isn't that where the cape saved him or something? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the, it had the blanks in the gun. But yeah. she, she was... She jumped in for this daughter, jumped in front yeah. of the... Yeah, but... Oh, hey, know, was, I, had look, oh hey, I had to look up who we were talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that sucks. I like that. He's and hilarious. Now he's, and now he's Shut huge. on camera, Johnny. Shut oh, on man. camera. And, oh, hold on. Right. You know, I, and I can't even... As an actor, I can't even hate because he's, he's a great Batman, actor. I like sidekick. I liked him in, uh, you know, Narcos and stuff, but it's just still like, I got dissed by him. <laughs> what is he playing Narcos? Uh, he was the guy, guy. He was a uh, Kiki. Uh, yeah, what's his face? Uh, that gets murdered, and yeah, why they, the, the CIA goes dude. all crazy. And the DA, they go murder everybody. There's he's no the catalyst. Just him. It's all Narcos like Mexico. So he ain't even he ain't even Mexican either in that one. He's playing a Mexican. Yeah, no, I mean he's yeah you know yeah he's brown. I mean yeah. I'm happy to hey, I'm just happy to see brown people on TV. No no no. So, well, yeah. <laughs> you can't really be too picky on no, no, I'm like hey sure. he's brown. <laughs> <laughs> do you do a lot of your own writing sketches? Uh... Um, I like producing. I, I recently we we did a we did a movie with with uh, some of my buddies, and um, we entered it in the Cannes Film Festival this year. Um, and um, I have uh, my good friend uh, Raphael Petardi. He's the lead in there. Uh, my boy John Fu is Latino. He's the director of the film, and you know we got a lot of good people in there. And it has to do with like mental health. You know that uh, the guy lost his family and lost. So it's like well, it's a great little film, and uh, it's one of the three films that I've done these last couple of years where I've helped out with you know with locations or bringing people together and. I, I like that process being behind the scenes that like if you have a great script and you're a talented, you know, director and you you're great with sound and you know, you this guy over here owns a house and I can put all these yeah, things together producer, and make it man. happen. That's what a producer Yeah, it's is. like I love seeing that magic and seeing it come together Fuck, and being part yeah. of that, you know. So I mean, that's where I would like to see myself, you know, do more of is doing the producing and taking great projects and talented people and putting them together, you know, so. Well, whenever you need uh, uh, the number one live podcast. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I tell people when that the entertainment industry and and but beyond that and all aspects of it. Is just a bunch of people that want to make stuff with their friends. Yeah, and that's that's all it is. Like from the little shittiest thing, student film, all the way to a giant big budget blockbuster movie, it's people making shit with their friends. Yeah, so it's like I'm always down. And I, t- I tell all my friends, I tell everybody, even you know people hit me up on Instagram. I'm down to make a thing. I just I like making a thing. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be huge. It doesn't have to have a huge budget. It's just if it's funny or if it's you know entertaining or interesting, dude, I'm, I'm down. Let's do it. If I got the time, let's let's, let's put something together. Let's just, make the thing. Yeah, I like make a thing. <laughs> you did some stand up too for a bit, right? No, 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 it's not that. No, no. no. I followed it? you around. No, I mean that's the difference. Like, I have a lot of buddies that are stand up comedians. Um. My my friend Angelo Sarukas, he opens up for um, what's his name, the Indian guy, uh, Russell Peters a lot, mm-hmm. uh, and I smoke cigars with a lot of them and like some really funny guys that, like uh, Noello Grabley is a good friend of mine, hilarious, but you see them struggling and trying to do things like this guy's like killed rooms before and it's just he doesn't have a special yet. It's like I'm thinking like why not or why not even be in a sitcom, but. It's a whole other world. Like, I'm in the acting world, so I get to audition straight for the TV series or for commercials. But as a comedian, you see these guys hit the road, club after club after club. And 
the goal is to eventually get a TV series, a sitcom. Why? So then when you go back on the road, you fill out the auditoriums, you fill out places. And it's just a grind that I don't see very appealing for me. I like acting. I like people writing my lines. I like being funny. Like, I may be witty at best at times, but to sit there and be like, it's almost like I compare it to like when I was a kid. My mom, hey, do that funny thing. Go. And all the relatives in there like being put on the spot. It's a different sure. story to be quick, be funny now, as opposed to giving getting something and performing it and doing it so i mean that's that's the difference my, my heart's more in the acting aspect of it i have a lot of respect for stand-up comedians but i don't think i'd be that good at it <laughs> it's not his thing I, 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 yeah. think that's, I think that's a, a that, that's true for a lot of people because they'll tell you, you know some of my friends oh you're funny dog yeah but it's the moment yeah it's because we're here we're bullshitting it's in the circle this is not you know something that I'm going to sit down and write and try to sure. to to try to recreate the moment because it's something that you said that I'm going off of anyways. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But like, yeah, Johnny is a stand-up comedian, and, and you know he tells us about stuff. And and um and last week he was talking about like just being stuck in that that one zone, you know, yeah. of yeah. writing and and I've seen him. I, and this is not because he's you know part of this podcast or even my friend for any reason. I've gone and you know I think he's a funny ass dude. You know what I mean? But you're right. It's just that grind, bro, and that 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 you know that just gets and it's you. hard, man, because. I've seen these dudes, for, you know, for years doing it. Like my, like I said, my boy uh, Noel O'Gravely, the dude is hilarious. There's no reason why he shouldn't have his own, have his own show, his own special. Like I'll be on, a, we'll be in the cigar lounge, and then the room full of comics, he stands out. Sure. And it's just, it's, it's like anything, you know. Talented people, they starve sometimes. They don't get those breaks that they need, or they're not friends with the right people that hook them up. Or even if you do have friends that are powerful that are doing stuff, are they actually going to help you? Sure. You know, it's like that saying says, it's like, it's not what you know, it's who you know. No, it's it's who you know that's actually willing to give you a hand up. Because right. I know a lot of millionaires, I know a lot of famous people, and I'm still, I'm still, <laughs> I'm still struggling every day, you know? So it's just, uh, you know, it's a grind, you know? Definitely a combination, a little bit of both, man. You got to know what the fuck you're doing, and you got to be around people who are making waves and see if... Whatever it is, like you said, like you throw yourself like, hey, man, this is an opportunity. Hey, free cigars if you, or whatever it is, deals you need to make. But I got you covered just in case. And look at you creating <laughs> opportunities and, and making ways for yourself. And that's yeah. what it's all the fucking about. I mean, I'm just trying to be the Latino George Burns, you know. I, just... <laughs> <laughs> I figure if I book a TV series, people, it blows up. Hey, come to my lounge and smoke out with me. Hey, that's buy right. my cigar. Yeah. So it, it feeds off each other, you know. I'm nah. doing the cigar version of what the stand-up comics do. Instead of trying to fill out audit- auditoriums, I'm like, hey, buy my cigars. Sure. Buy a stick. <laughs> Get a stick. No, and G-stick. that's what we do on the show, man. That's why we invited you as well is because we want people to, out there to know our audience, to know that, you know, your dreams can can come true. But sometimes it just takes a little bit longer. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It, it takes hard work. A year and a half to try to come up with your specific blend. I mean, that can that's time-consuming, and you have to put a lot of effort and thought into it. And just to just to know that possibly it doesn't even succeed. Sure. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But this sure. is your dream. But see, that's the thing, too, is like, you know, a, a real dream or a good dream is to uh, enjoy the process. Sure. Like, we were just talking, like, me and my brothers, you know, we're hanging out. We're talking about winning the lottery. What would you do? And, you know, my brother looks at me and says, you'd probably, he goes, you'd, I just not realizing you do exactly what you're doing right now. It's like, yeah, I'd still be acting. I'd still be wanting to sell my cigars. So whether I win the lottery or not, I'm still doing what I want to do. And, you know, and my dream is not, you know, 
doesn't depend on only if I book a part or blow up huge or only if my cigars are Nash world known. It's I enjoy the process. I mean, I want to I want to be big. I want to book more shows. I want to be on TV, you know, series. I want my cigars to blow up, but I still enjoy the process every morning. And even if I'm 80 years old, still doing the same thing. I still had fun with my life. You I wasn't gr- I wasn't waiting for that moment to justify everything. It was no, I had fun doing what I'm doing. You're a grown man who gets to wake up and enjoy what he does every day, and that is something that not a lot of people can say. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not all roses, but of it's, for the not. most part, it's, you know, I wake up with, like, something exciting to you look forward to. You control your own destiny. Like, yeah. you're fucking out there doing it, man. You <laughs> yeah, but, but I mean? You're not you, fucking... Life in general isn't roses, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. No matter yeah. what. I mean, there's, you know, I mean, there, there's a lot of things that, that are... Uh, in our path and in our journeys that, you know, we don't necessarily, uh, you know, um, how can I say that we, that, you know, that, that, that's going to be there regardless, you know, death and, and loss and other things, you know, change, yeah. change. I mean, you know? so fuck you, you change. Know, you have to, <laughs> no, you have to understand and expect those things. But at the same time, man, like, you know, like you said, enjoy the journey, man. Yeah. A lot of people don't. Because they're waiting for that prize. They're waiting yeah. for that that. They think goal. that's gonna be it. Like yeah. when I get there, I'll feel whatever I feel. When I get that, I'll feel I'll feel good. You know. And then you yeah. get there, it's like ah. You know what's crazy? Because yeah. I because I watched a couple of documentaries on like those guys that climb Mount Everest and all that. And yeah, the journey to get there. And once they do, they don't feel like a. They feel accomplished. But now it's like fuck. What do I do now? Yeah. What's the, next, what's the, what's the next thing? This is the biggest mountain I can climb. This, that was it. Like, that was it. Like fuck. You know what they I mean? don't realize it was getting there that was the fun. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So or or even that, like you 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 know, people have to understand when you get to the top, it's like, you know, you have to be prepared for that kind of just like not let down, but well, like, like oh, what do I do now? Yeah. yeah. And it was one guy it's crazy because he ended up climbing all the in one year he tried to climb every single like the biggest peaks in the world. And he did it, but it was it was a crazy thing because he got to that one spot. And then he was like, oh, shit, like, all right, how can I'm I make done. it? How can, yeah, <laughs> how can my journey continue again? Because that that is, and, and people always talk about that, the journey being the part where... It has to be. Yeah. Well, it's like playing a video game, your favorite video game. You get all the side missions unlocked. You get all the accomplishments, and... You're going to put in the time because you, you enjoy you the it. game. Now what? You know, yeah. the game yeah, it also gets harder <laughs> as, you, as you get better. You yeah. Know? It gets just, as you get better, yeah. it gets harder. It doesn't yeah. get easier. Because you start becoming more successful, the game does not get easier. The game gets now you got to try to stay where you're at. The game yeah. gets harder the better Keeping you get it. at it, and <laughs> people are after you now, right? Uh, you know, when you Spider-Man suck and you get, yeah, when you yeah. get killed on you know whatever game you're on, you know, yeah. you, who cares? But once you start killing everybody, everyone's gunning for you. Yeah, you know. But yeah, it's man. A, yeah, it's, it's it's a thin line between being a hero and being the joke. Yeah, you know, one day you'd be like number one, next day like, hey, remember that guy? What a joke. Yeah, that is true, man. That I mean, look at all our true. heroes as kids. I mean, how how cool was Vanilla Ice back in the day? Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, as much as, dude, as much but as, then now he's had a you know pendulum swings back. Now he's cool again. So you got to go through that area, you know, to get hated on. You know, yeah. it's like that's that's society, man. I remember um, I was doing the acting thing. I went back home to help out with the family, and I didn't tell anybody. I was just there helping and. Um, my buddy was managing a blockbuster video, so I was like, fuck it, I'm here at night, so I want to get out, let me go do a part-time job. The smile on people's faces that I went to high school with and, and so-called friends that Hilarious. were on my nuts when I'd go and visit, oh my God, did you meet so-and-so? Did... Oh, didn't work out in Hollywood, did it? 
I didn't say shit. It just, I mean, I was going back, but I was just like, you just see people's like the rejoice of your failure, you know? So that's always a thing, you know, with human nature, I guess that, you know, they see somebody up there. They want to see him like, like look at the rock right now. Everyone loves the rock, but I'm sure if one day he ever hits rock bottom or there's going to be those people, I always hated the rock. He's a piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. You weren't saying that before. No, I feel you. You know when I was on uh, yeah. these mother, especially if they ever wanted to leave too. If they if they ever wanted to leave, yeah. And then they see you. It's like ah, uh, in their mind that gives them peace. Like, see, like think, you like, didn't make oh, it. Oh, I'm glad I didn't. Like, see, that's what I would be right. Waste of time. I made the right decision to stay here yeah. and do this. You know, yeah. like so you make <laughs> their misery more fucking palatable for them. Yeah. By you, you know, so it's like fuck them. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean, get out of here. And then once they realize they fucking fucked up, we're like, oh, oh, he's he's, he's back in home. Yeah, like, yeah. Because oh, I went back man. right away and booked the Cyril Silverman HBO comedy special, and I came back for Christmas. And same people. Oh, hey, what's up, my G? Hey, hey what's up? I'm like, yeah, get out. Come on, here. Man, get out of here. Hey, get <laughs> so where's the lounge opening up? Where's that going to um, be? Up? We're hopefully in about two weeks. We should. We're right there, right up front in the Western Bonaventure. Um, Hotel where they did like Rush Hour, Rain Man, The Bonaventure. Yeah. Oh, I know the Bonaventure, but there's a movie called Midnight Madness. Yeah, the the, the finish line is at the Bonaventure Hotel. Uh, Fuck. So yeah. it's it's uh it, it's pretty cool being the movie guy that I am. I like, I love movies. So being in a place that has all the nostalgia. In Fuck, fact, when you park yeah. and uh, and parking, you walk your when you valet your car, you walk up to the main lobby. They have the hallway, both sides, all the movie posters of all the movies that have been filmed there. And it's sort of it's, it's pretty right. cool. That is super so, yeah. cool. That very much that hotel is like that's what downtown is. When, and when I was a little kid, that's what it was to me. Yeah. Was that hotel? You know, and that was like when I went there. Not the Cecil. That, no, <laughs> when I went to the Bonaventure, that was like the coolest place I had ever been in my whole life. When I went there as a little kid, I thought like, oh, well, now it's going to get even cooler in about two weeks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, it, it's it's one of those things that I, I lucked out on. Like, um, I had a, a good friend of mine. His name was Charles Liu, and he was uh, back in the day. He was a club promoter, and he was still going to school to get his law degree. I was there when he passed the bar exam, and you know, it's good seeing friends just blow up. Like yeah. he's just has his hands in everything from you know alcohol to restaurants to bars to whatever so this was like his little project with his boys and they're all lawyers that's why it's called the firm because they used to have their teachings and trainings in that same hotel and they came together to do this scotch bar and uh, i was lucky enough to give him the opportunity to buy into it and do all the cigars there so now i can curate bring the cigars to match the scotch and we're one of the only one of the few places there's like only one maybe two places that you can still Order a drink and, and uh, smoke a cigar, and we have a nice little front patio up front right there that's covered. And um, you know, I'm just grateful to be part of that. And you know, given that opportunity, that he was able to hook me up with that. So I love scotch. Like goddamn, now it makes me. So yeah, when is the when, when is the grand opening? Where uh, do we need to buy tickets? Do we just show up? Or? No, no. I'll be I'll be yelling from the rooftops when we're opening. No, I <laughs> <laughs> and, and definitely you guys are going to be there. So. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. So hell I'll yeah. probably do a I'll probably do like a private part once we're open. Do a private party of just like my people, my cigar people. You guys will be there, and that way it's just be us because. Um, uh, I, I, I prefer it that way. Just you know, cigar lovers, people. I you know came up with met from the very beginning. I mean, you were one of the first people I met out here. Oh, like man. I was a Super Steve fan. Hell know? yeah! I, I used to listen to K Rock every morning, and 
the fact that you do your bit, ask a Mexican. Yeah. That was one of the funniest bits ever. And just knowing, like, oh, shit, there's a Latino on the radio. Because, you know, I grew up in – I was born in Portland and grew up in Oregon. And not a lot of Latinos you see on TV or entertainment sure. or doing the weather or nothing like that. So, you know, you had somebody that's like, it looks like me. He's on – he's doing a radio show, like one of my favorite radio shows. And the dude was hilarious. And – um, I went to one of those sticker stops just to meet him. Like, I didn't want the T-shirt or sticker. I just wanted to meet Fuck, yeah. Super Steve. And, you know, they say never meet your heroes and stuff. But he was one of the million that was actually a good guy. He yeah. wasn't an asshole. Okay. wasn't a disappointment. Uh. And, you know, I remember going, uh, you know, going to different places. We went to the swap meet. And uh, we went and just having him plug me in with people or connections if I needed something. He was always there as a reference point of like, oh, I know Super Steve. You know, that was sure. like one of my cool, like, I have a cool friend. I have a cool friend. <laughs> you know, because, you know, coming from Oregon, you know, I, you come into a whole city, you don't have anybody, you know. Yeah. So it's just, it's nice that your friends you do meet are stand-up people like Steve. I mean, shit, that was back in 2003 and it's 2022 now. And you're still talking to me. <laughs> hey, man, you know what? I, I, I'm going to give all of the uh, credit to my parents uh, always taught me to respect everybody, not only the you know the your elders or, but the people that are in the struggle with you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We're all here. We're all trying to accomplish you know our goals and and you know I've always I've always you know what I'm saying especially for I mean and I hate to say it like this man but especially for Latinos bro if, if you know if you're brown I'm down you know what I'm yeah. saying <laughs> <laughs> which really? is rare because we're haters by 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 nature no 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 Steve's a hater don't don't you worry don't get it twisted Steve's a hater they just want they just they just want to blow my burst my bubble right now homie I'm not a hater I'm 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 just like like uh, uh, Jordan Peterson said. Jordan Peterson always said one thing. He goes, "The truth is critical. Tell it no matter what. Even if you hurt someone, you have to tell them the truth because either way, you're going to hurt them in the long run." Yeah. So when people are like, "Oh, how does this sound? It sounds like shit. How does this look? Hey, how does this look? It looks like shit." If you're going to ask me, I'm going to be as honest yeah. as I can, man. Yeah. Like I don't want you to to to. But your and your me. honest opinion is a lot of things are terrible. <laughs> but you're asking but, me. But I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would just say, but like TV shows, movies, like all of it, a lot of it is terrible. No, but I don't even watch. I don't even watch a lot of shit. I don't watch TV. I'm just saying. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying. Steve will come on here every week. Go for your dreams. Do what you got to do. But if you fucking suck, you better stop that shit. (laughs) Stay home. That is true. That is true. Go for your dreams. Unless you unless you suck, then go do something else. Hey, look, because the reality is you got to be good right away. Yeah. No, right no way. <laughs> There's guys that want to be basketball players that are never going to be a basketball player. Yeah. You know? I'm not going to lie to you, bro. Bro, I'm with you. you. Create yeah. another dream. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Create another I, I, realistic dream. I mean, I got people like, hey, what What do you recommend? Uh, I want to get into acting. Don't act. Yeah, don't do it. <laughs> we're, all, we're all filled up here. We don't need any more. I, yeah. I mean, I mean I, I'll be honest. I, I'm sometimes I'm a hater, too. Like, I'll be on the grocery store. People will be like, hey, we're trying to raise money for music and for the arts for schools. I'm like, we need more engineers and scientists and doctors. We don't need any more people at home trying to be creative. Yeah. That's, that's, we're all filled up. 
No, no, for sure. But for, for real, man. It's, it's no, second something. generation, you don't need to have fun. Go yeah, make shit. We already ruined it with us. Yeah, every generation, you got to fill in the gaps, man. Yeah, we followed our gaps. we followed our dreams. Next generation, you guys got to work. You the guys generation know after you can yeah. go do dreams. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you guys got the yeah, pulled the short straw. Hey, it's like my parents. They came here. You know what? At least my mom and dad was born here. But my parents, they came here to give me the opportunity to dream. Yeah, you know. And then now my kids. Hey, to man, work. No dreams. To give the, give the next people yeah. the dream. I need you, know? you to take care of me because I tried to dream and it didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I need my, you to take parents, care of my, me. My parents, they, same thing. They picked berries. They came out as yeah. kids and, you know, they struggled. They came out here. They got good jobs. You know, now they're retired. They got a big home. They're doing good now. Yeah. And enough to where I can go out and do my dreams. But yeah, I mean, if I had kids, I'd be like, mm. Better, better learn a trade. Yeah, well, welding man. pays good. Oh. <laughs> Dude, my grandpa tried to make me a welder when I was 12. I should have listened. <laughs> you can have your dreams on weekends, Meeple. <laughs> yeah, bro. Again, man, you know, uh, uh, the, the dream, but you got to dream the right dream, homie. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. Just be good, man. Nightmares. You Go for your dreams, but be good. Be realistic. You know what I'm saying? Be realistic. Be realistic. My <laughs> dreams are completely unrealistic. <laughs> But you hanging out with unrealistic dudes, though. That is true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So fuck it. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. and, and that's what matters, too. Like you yeah. just said, it's not only about, um, you know, who you know. It's just the guys that you, they're hanging around. Like, you hang around with guys that, you know, are unrealistic dreamers. You're going to unrealistic dream, yeah. and you're going to make it. Well, yeah. that's, that's how I got this bar, you know. I knew this cat way back before he was anybody driving a busted up Mazda Miata with a ripped top and now the dad's doing really well he opportunity and this was like back in like 06 and now it's like oh it paid off not that you want to have a relationship with people to pay off but you don't know where it's going to come from dude one, my, my, my business partner was michelada rumble he always said man you have to hang out with guys that are just above you man that are right. doing shit yeah because they're gonna they're, they're gonna motivate you to get shit done yeah you start hanging out with guys that are just fucking bullshitting not doing shit you're just going to be that. You know yeah. what I mean? And and it's true, though. You know what I'm saying? And even some of those guys are your boys and you want to kick it and you want to just chill with them. You have to look at the bigger picture for yourself. What is your dream? What is your dream? Yeah. Is your dream to kick it with them on the block? Or is your dream <laughs> to fucking uh, own yeah. every fucking, you know, yeah. house on the block? You See, know what I mean? So that yeah, so I always try to make a point to be the poorest one in the room out of my friends. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? But thank you for those kind words, my man. You know, uh, again, I've never, I've never shied away from from meeting people or for putting out a hand or just hanging out, man. I like to meet people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's and it's been my friends that have been around me since I started on K Rock at Super Steve. We got Lightning, we got Brad, we got Chuck, we got these guys that I always hung out with that. I never had the opportunity even to think I was more than who I was because I still hung out with the same guys that I got we got there with, and no one treated me different out of yeah. my crew. Out of my crew, yeah, nobody treated me different. Like, oh, you're above this shit. Fuck this, or you know what I mean? Yeah. It was always like, you know, keep doing what you're doing, and, and rock the radio, rock your dream, because that was my dream. And but they kept me focused, and they also, you know. I, but I don't ever think I ever try to, you know, I never slipped up and try to think I was cool. Yeah. Like I said, Mario reached out. He's like, hey, I have this podcast. Can you be on it? Yeah. Pitch yeah. Radio. When he had it back in the day at his grandma's house. And to me, it wasn't like, oh, I'm fucking too cool for this shit. I was like, <laughs> this guy likes AK Rock and B. Somebody wants me to be on their shit. Yeah, like, for wow. sure. Wow. You know, like, yeah. hey, that was awesome. Yeah. 
you know, and then like yourself too, you know, he's like, hey, Steve, you know, what's up, bro, blah, 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 I want to meet you, cool, man, yeah. I've, I've never been that guy that's too cool, man, you know. See, and that's why, that's one of the good things I like about the cigar industry, not so much industry, but cigar smokers, like, you'll mm-hmm. go in there into a lounge, and if you smoke cigars, you got instant friends. Sure. And it's, you know, old, young, white, black, but you all have this in common, and it's it's funny, It's a, it's it makes everyone on the level. Unless you're smoking them fucking vanilla <laughs> grape grapes. <laughs> Once you graduate from the grape and the vanilla flavor shit, and you that, get to the, you're on the level, yeah. yeah, yeah, and then you get to the super kinetic. But it would be, but it would 100 percent in a room full of there's like six dudes sitting around, strangers who don't know each other, yeah. all smoking their cigar, looking at the one guy with this fucking <laughs> grape, like like this fucking guy, and it would immediately be all right. We're all one thing, yeah. and he's another thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's just the way. Yeah. And, or, and, and even and even then, they're they're not too cruel. They'll be like, "Hey, have yeah. you tried this?" Or they'll yeah, they help try, out because yeah. like I'll be out like I'm just on the street smoking a cigar, and you'll get random people. Hey, what are you smoking? It's like oh, cigar smoking. It's like we, that we're, secret club. Like we're gonna, we're gonna talk some yeah. cigar yeah. talk right now. Yeah, like, yeah, let's yeah. talk some cigar <laughs> talk right talk now. Talk shop. And the thing is that some of you, not all of them, but some of them were that guy with the grape. Yeah. You know, I mean, we'll start. Right we'll start. Everybody got to yeah. go from somewhere. You yeah, know? we'll start there. It's like Swisher oh, vanilla, sweets. vanilla cigars. Oh, man, it tastes good. And then yeah, yeah but oh, yeah. Well, hey, level up. <laughs> gotta say thanks to Mike G for coming into the world famous number one live podcast every Tuesday night. It's the West Coast Pop Lock Podcast. Thank you for bringing in these sticks. Hey, oh, man. Yeah. Thanks it's for having me, Mike G. Uh, the Super Connecticut. Let them know where they can get the sticks, where uh, they can follow you, and whatever else you're going. They can uh, they can get the cigars at MikeGCigars.com. You can follow me on Instagram and everything else as Hollywood Mike G. And um, if you guys want to looking for a good lounge, we're going to be opening up pretty soon at the West Bonaventure. But also, uh, my good friend Anna, she has a place in uh, Placencia over by Fullerton called La Biblioteca. Guys, it's one of the, it's probably hands down the nicest lounge to go into the way she has it decked out like a library got leather chairs got fireplace outside patio it's just done really well with a huge selection of cigars and it's just uh, the people that are great weekends they'll do like food sometimes and on may uh let me pull it up yeah you gotta i'm having an event called i do one every year called cigar de mile and this year it's uh may 14th (laughs) may 14th cigar de mile at la biblioteca that's fucking uh, yeah that's my me and uh we have mariachis there we're gonna have food there we're gonna have dj there we're gonna have it's gonna be an event yeah so what's a good what's a good mexican stick bro Mike G. There you go. Made by a Mexican, smoked by a Mexican. <laughs> if you're not smoking a Mike G stick on, on May 14th or Cinco de Mayo, you ain't smoking. Nah. Or you ain't Chicano if you're not smoking one. Yeah. <laughs> it's the West Coast Pop Lock Podcast coming to you live every Tuesday night on Twitch, on Facebook, on YouTube. You can catch us on iTunes and you can also catch us. You catch us on Wednesdays, 8 a.m., 4 p.m. on the local music experience. It's a free app. Download it. It's cool people doing cool shit. Plus us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Next week, we're on Monday with Lightning. Oh, yeah, that's right. Special Monday episode. Yeah. For we'll be the number one live podcast on Earth on Mondays again. Yeah, yeah. Mondays. You know what? I heard there was some Monday podcast talking shit, and it was like, you know what? Why don't we go on Monday? Yeah, we have to, we have to just <laughs> come and kill it one time and then go back again. Yeah, we have Lightning on, a uh, super producer, everything. He's, you know, he's the one that named me, Super Steve, and he's the one that got me on 
there. So Lightning will be in here. I'm sure there's going to be a bunch of dope-ass K-Rock stories. And we'll catch up and see what he's doing now. You know? Hell yeah. See where he's at and see what he's got going on. But um, thank you guys, everybody. Thank you, Mike G. Thank you for yeah, having me. It was an honor. Yeah. Thank you, guys. We will definitely have you back. I know we're going to do a 100th episode and. uh we're going to figure 20, out what we're going to do. 25 weeks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> have a nice little party somewhere and stuff. And uh, we still have a big announcement to, 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 uh, that we have coming up. But we'll we'll get to that maybe next week or <gasps> the week after. Ooh, big announcement. Yeah. yeah. Stay in touch with that. Stay in touch <laughs> with that. Anyways, it's the West Coast Pop Lock Podcast. We out. New. One live show in the world, West Coast Pop Lock Podcast. Coming to you from Big Studios in Compton, California. Featuring radio personality Super Steve Flores. Comedian extraordinaire, that dude Johnny C. And Mr. I'll do anything for a buck, Mario 81. So throw your dubs in the air and let's get ready to pop up.